All right. We are live with the Grow Your Know, brought to you by Kelly's Green Inc. Is it Kelly's Kelly Green? Green, just green. Kelly's Green. Like turnip green from <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's Green Inc. Uh, Right, based out of right here in Jackson, Mississippi. I am Clay Edwards, and I am passing the microphone over to Mr. Chad King, and they've got a host of guests in the studio this morning. So here you go. All right. Okay, thank you so much. We're excited for today's guest. In the studio today, we have Dr. Fred Kinsey and uh, one of my friends that I went to school with back in the 1900s, uh, Mike Watkins. So welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. So we'll we'll sort of take it one at a time. So Dr. Kinsey, I want you to sort of like introduce yourself and, and tell people where you're located and what you're doing. Hey. Well, I'm Fred Kinsey. I'm a medical physician here in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, board certified in emergency medicine, but uh, a <coughs> Navy veteran. So when the cannabis program was first launched, I was quite excited to get uh, uh, to be a part of it so that we can uh, bring this great medicine to people who need it um, and bring some relief. I do uh, medical cannabis certifications up in Ridgeland, uh, directly across from the Cadillac dealership, um, Kinsey Medical Services, K-E-N-C-Y, Kinsey Medical Services. Um, we do medical certifications. We take documents from your primary physician uh, or your um, uh, uh, psychiatrist or your uh, chiropractor, whoever provides you medical care. If you have a qualifying condition, which we'll talk about those later in the show, uh, we can get you certified through the Mississippi Cannabis Program. Uh, once you're certified, you're able to walk into any dispensary in the state uh, by product based on limitations set uh, during your appointment and then get the great relief that we hope you all can get. Perfect. Yes. All right, Mike, tell us about you. Hey, uh, thanks for having us on. Um, yeah, my name is Mike Watkins. I'm with Hilltop Brands. I'm COO. We... Um, we are uh, sorry. Um, secure transportation. We have armored trucks, armed guards, um, uh, doing this properly, uh, making sure our, our drivers make it home and your product makes it safe. Um, we also have a line of dispensaries that are going to be going in Oxford. Our flagship uh, location will start there uh, with a grow to follow. All right. And and you're a veteran. Uh, yes, and I'm a veteran. I, I joined up a month before 9/11. Uh, served uh, almost five years in the military before I got a medical discharge. Was blown up one too many times. Um, and medical cannabis, uh, and we'll get into this a little later. Mm-hmm. So my story is that uh, when I got back from Iraq, I was on over about four to 500 pills a month, um, close to it, between benzos and pain pills and other uh, mood stabilizers for my PTSD and, and symptoms. Um, so when I moved back out to Oregon in 2008 uh, on a medical cannabis program, I went from four to 500 pills a month to zero on about a six- to nine-month program. Uh, still had a lot of work to do on me, but it definitely laid the groundwork for me to start getting clear on a lot of things, not being so medicated. And, and to be honest, that those four to 500 pills just led to an addiction and fueled an addiction that, that otherwise through other treatments or through medical cannabis, just, I didn't get the same results. I was, I was allowed a little bit more freedom uh, from right. pharmaceuticals instead of gateway to pharmaceuticals. So for my, for at least for me, that's my experience. Yeah. Well, that's great. Cause what we've tried to do with this show and, and going forward since we started is we're really trying to be informative and provide education to listeners because we are dealing with, I think just sort of like decades and decades of propaganda or negative information about it, or just stereotypical information. They really didn't have any medical backup or no. And it's important to hear from professionals and veterans and doctors because Mississippi has a huge veteran population and, and, and it is clear that they can benefit from this type of medicine. Yeah, there's 158,000 veterans in the state of Mississippi alone. 
Uh, you look at the first responder, former police officers, former EMS, former nurses, doctors, that number jumps dramatically. You're probably looking close to almost a half a million people. Sure. Yeah, we have a definitely a huge uh, military population. I was actually stationed in uh, Gulfport, Mississippi mm-hmm. when I was in the Navy. I worked with the Seabees uh, down that way, um, did a lot of work over at Keesler at the Air Force Base. You know, we have uh, military installations uh, at Camp Shelby uh, up in um, uh, near Grenada. So military kind of all over the place. And those guys, when they get done, they, they stay around. Around. They stay close, uh, so the, a lot of veterans stay around here as well. Um, it, which was, you know, leading to when it comes to when people found out that I was a Navy veteran or just a veteran in, in itself. Mm-hmm. I have people who will drive from Biloxi, uh, people who will drive from South Haven, even though there are certifiers in those areas. Um, just because, and like, what made you, you know, drive three hours up here to see me? It's like, oh, you're a Navy veteran, so I just, right. I just came to support. And it's like it's been, it's been an amazing. Experience. Well, well, there's an understanding, I think, of what effects are veterans and and what they go through and then i think there's just like a brotherhood or sisterhood that just exists in that 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 makes you drawn to sort of support or or stay with people like you know um dr kenzie i wanted you to just explain a little bit about the process of getting certified for a card and sort of what what you've seen and, and what needs to happen for a patient Okay. So once you decide that uh, medical cannabis is something that you would like to try, obviously it's not for everyone, but once you decide it's something that you want to give a try for whatever qualifying medical condition you have, which the list is uh, about 22 different conditions, um, what you'll do is you'll first, like I tell most patients, have a conversation with your primary care physician. That's the most important step um, because this is the person who is going to be the person uh, who's going to be taking care of you, uh, taking care of your medical conditions for hopefully the rest of your life. Um, let them know that you're thinking about doing the medical cannabis program and kind of see how they feel about it, <clears throat> especially if this person prescribes you narcotics or benzos um, because the 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 because they're required to do urinary, urine drug screens on their patients who they give uh, narcotics to, they may say that, you know, I don't support this or I, um, I, I'm i not going to give narcotics to anyone that does uh, cannabis. Uh, and that's their right. You know, they're allowed to do that. Uh, but that's a conversation that needs to happen before you decide that cannabis is for you. Um, and if you, most primary care physicians have been very supportive. Uh, though they are not registered to do it themselves, they have no issues sending their medical records to our clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, referring us patients, we have we get referrals from from uh, physicians from uh, Pascagoula, from Hattiesburg, from South South Haven. I mean, it's kind of all over the state. Right. It's been an amazing experience. Uh, but once you decide that that's what you want, you go to your primary care physician. Um, you tell him, "Hey, I want to try the cannabis program. I want to try to come off some of these anti-inflammatories. I want to try to come off of some of these mood stabilizers. I want to try to come off some of these opioids." <clears throat> and if they give you to go ahead, or if they even if they don't, um, you give us a call. Our website is KenciMedicalServices.com, K-E-N-C-Y, KenciMedicalServices.com. Um, you click to contact us. We give you a call back once you tell us what your qualifying condition is. Uh, we give you a conversation. Hey, this is the program. Um, mm-hmm. We have a medical portal where you upload your medical records into. Uh, I review those medical records before we ever schedule any appointments. I don't want anyone paying money or coming to an appointment, and then I can't follow through and kind of make the the, the exchange with you. So I want to make sure that the qualifying condition is well documented in your medical record and that we're going to get you taken care of. Okay, and uh, real quick, just let's talk about some of the debilitating conditions that that are covered under the act. And so, um, and, and just obviously... 
there is some push now maybe to add some things correct, that, correct. that may have been. So let's talk about what we have. So now. right now we have about 20 something conditions. The most, um, the big one we'll just go through them cancer, uh, pretty much any cancer, especially ones that are concurrently under any kind of chemotherapy treatment, because obviously we're thinking about the nausea, vomiting type stuff. Um, Parkinson's, Huntington's disease, muscular dystrophy, glaucoma, uh, spastic quadriplegia, um, people who are paralyzed. If you have HIV or AIDS, uh, hepatitis, uh, ALS, Crohn's disease, and ulcerative colitis, we get a lot of referrals from the big GI groups because of those two. Sickle cell anemia, we get a lot of hematology consults between sickle cell and cancer. Uh, Alzheimer's disease, especially when it comes to the agitation that happens with Alzheimer's. Uh, Post-traumatic stress disorder is a big one with our veterans, not just veterans, but also with people who have had sexual assault, other traumas in their life. Uh, PTSD is not just uh, allocated to veterans, so understand that a lot of people can suffer from PTSD. Autism is more of our younger group. That's where we get the the more uh, agitation and control with autism from our younger um, um, uh, people. Uh, Pain refractory to opioid management, diabetic neuropathy. Um, That's a a huge one, especially in our older population, uh, more in our um, African-American population as well because of uh, long-time diabetes, sometimes controlled, sometimes not controlled. Any kind of spinal cord disease or injury. And then there's this kind of other category that allows us to kind of put some other people into. If you have a condition that uh, leads to or produces seizures, uh, one that leads to or produces severe intractable nausea, whether that be severe acid reflux, uh, other different types of things, any kind of condition that leads to chronic pain uh, or anything that leads to wasting, uh, where if you're losing a lot of weight per se, uh, we can get you certified. (laughs) Okay. And so also in the Cannabis Act that passed last year, there was a requirement for a six-month follow-up. Correct. And so that six-month follow-up is for the doctor or whomever that has said, hey, I think you qualify under this. What are they looking for in that follow-up? The six-month follow-up is mainly just to make sure that you're, that you're the medication that you're taking, that it's working. Um, that you're uh, to answer any questions that you have to make sure that you're uh, using your your cannabis appropriately um, because it, it gets registered every time you use it into a, a your secure uh, prescription monitoring program that physicians have access to and so I can go in there and I can see you know are you using it are you taking advantage of it um, and it's just to make sure that you more of the answer questions it's just to make sure that everything is going the way it's supposed to go sure it, and and I, I've said this a couple of times um, on this show is that some of it, I think, is when a patient comes into a dispensary to get what they want. It's going to be sort of like a trial and error. Very I much think, so. To see what type of form you like. Not everybody wants to smoke it. Some people may like an edible. But also to just sort of see what works best for their body. Very much so. And I have to explain this more to my, my older population, my more seasoned, that's a better word, more seasoned <laughs> population uh, more than anyone. Um, there is no specific dose. You know, one of the biggest things is, so how often am I going to take this? So, you know, there is no specific dose. You know, based on what you're using it for, it may be different. If you're if you're using it for anxiety, if you're using it for, uh, which anxiety is not a qualifying condition, but if anxiety leads to PTSD, then, then obviously if PTSD is. But if you're using it for uh, uh, for chronic pain, then if your pain exacerbates at night, which we have a lot of people who can't sleep through the night because that's when their pain is the worst, uh, then you'll do it like an edible at night. You'll do it an hour before. You know, do I do a 5 milligram or 10 milligram? Well, that's going to depend on which strain you use. That's going to depend on the potency of the THC. Uh, so the, 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 though the physicians have an amazing amount of information, the bud tenders usually will right. have a, an amazing amount of information. They can say, well, you know, based on this disease process, this strain may work better 
for you. This right. this THC level may work better for you because you don't use often. You want a lower THC level because you don't want the the other negative side effects that can come with THC. Right. So, and I think that's what's interesting about this program is that you're not like prescribing a milligram correct. of something like like for any other medication that you might correct. get at a pharmacy. This is I'm certifying you that you qualify for this. Correct. Now you go to the dispensary. And talk to the bud tenders. Correct. Like I tell people, um, the state said you can have cannabis. They they made that decision. The legislators made that decision. Actually, the people made that decision. But then the state came back and uh, did the right thing. Um, the state said that you can have the cannabis if you have a qualifying condition. And all a physician does is say that you have that qualifying condition. Thank you so much. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back with Dr. Kinsey and Mike Watkins and continue the conversation. Thank you. All right. Welcome back to the show. Um, so glad to have you tuning in and listening. I'm very excited about our great, knowledgeable guest today. Um, Mike, I want you to tell us a little bit about Hilltop Brands and sort of your story. I uh, appreciate that, Chad. So, yeah. Um, so my business partner and I, um, he's a um, son of a fallen police officer. I'm a veteran. Um, we, uh, <laughs> we've seen how cannabis works in my life. Again, my story is I was on over 400 pills a month from the VA. I uh, got down to zero on a medical program. And um, I think we've all seen how the opioid crisis uh, has affected the South, you know, from West Virginia all the way down to Florida. You know, we, we got hit a little bit harder than most. Um, so if there's a reasonable alternative uh, out of that, then, then definitely something we want to pursue. So Hilltop, we, um, again, we're secure transport. We're armored trucks, armed guards. Um, we're being trained by Tier 1, Tier 2, uh, former military and law enforcement. Uh, we're going to have uh, former military and law enforcement uh, as far as our drivers and everything. Uh, again, at the end of the day, you know, uh, we, we hope that nothing ever happens, but we prepare for the best or prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Uh, so, again, our trucks are, are, are full secure. Uh, we're going to have a dispensary in Oxford um, as well as a grow uh, in the same area, Lafayette County, uh, Yellowbush County area. And uh, our job is to uh, to take products uh, from one end of the state to the other and, and to help distribute that and uh, and just, just get the routes ready and, and, and make sure that, that there's no hiccups there. Um, yeah, we've met some some pretty awesome people in the state. We've got some some pretty great uh, people in this industry. So, well, I was gonna say it's 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 interesting um, the amount of veterans that you meet at these events that are in the industry, and and I think that speaks a lot about you know being able to go to other states like we've talked about before. We were like the thirty eighth state, so I mean like <laughs> this program in other states has been going for a long time. We weren't last to the party, but we were late, yeah. and so again, I think it's an interesting industry and how many veterans are participating in the industry and that's that's absolutely true and it's not just security uh it was what you would think with them uh, with the veterans you'd think okay well they're going to be guarding your your plants they're going to be guarding the dispensaries you're going to be doing transportation but a lot of veterans because they've seen how well this works for their ptsd for their anxiety for their insomnia for the related things that are all in company ptsd and the stress and then you know most of us vets uh you know fred can, can attest you know from all the years of running and working and just doing what we do to our bodies you know we have bad knees bad hips a lot of paratroopers and people who jump you know twisted ankles broken legs things like that so we we, we tend to put a, our bodies through a little bit more uh, than most people on, on average so you know if you've got your anti-inflammatory issues you've got your pain management you've got your things that go beyond the psychological issues that most vets deal with um, i've actually got um, uh, some some information right here if you got a second mm-hmm. so this is a, a cool little study that was put out and i can post it uh, on our website later but talking about, you know, the, the amount of veterans over the past uh, year that have used cannabis uh, in this study, 
medically versus uh, versus you know recreationally, and uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny the way that they they set it up. So what you see is is overall about fifty to seventy five percent of veterans use it in some form, but what you always think is you know the older vets and the older population are so anti-cannabis and anti you know anti-weed but what we actually see is that your bigger use is around 27 percent in the 50s to 60s for medical use and then about 49 percent for the 65 plus for medical wow. use so it actually kind of goes against that stigma that you think of, of oh it's the older group that doesn't want this it's the older group that's kind of against cannabis and has that reefer madness and when it comes to vets that's actually the complete opposite it's sure. usually the older ones that are that tend to be the majority of the, the medical users and 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 i guess like when you look back sort of objectively you see that a lot of the debilitating conditions uh, i mean a big one that we see a lot nowadays is alzheimer's or parkinson's or some mm-hmm. early onset dementia that we see um in lots of our older um generations nowadays it seems like it's much more prevalent uh now or maybe you just hear about it more i think you just hear about it a lot more <clears throat> and then to get back on kind of like the i guess we got distracted on the, the process mm-hmm. so once you come to the clinic uh once you have talked to your primary care physician you get that uh, qualifying condition you've uh, had the discussion with your primary care doctor uh, you schedule an appointment uh, with a uh a provider who is uh, certified through the Mississippi Department of Health to do cannabis certifications. And so um, there is multiple uh, locations to find where these providers are located. Uh, You can look on uh, different apps like uh, Local Leaf. You can look on um, uh, the Mississippi Cannabis Patients Alliance. Cannabis Patient Alliance uh, has a list of those providers as well, um, and you get one in close to your location. You know, there there there's providers kind of spread out from uh, the top of the state to the bottom of the state. And you get you a provider that you trust, that you feel confident and confident in, and then uh, you schedule you an appointment. Once you do that appointment, it has to be in person. It cannot be telehealth. It has to actually be sitting in front of that uh, that person uh, discussing your qualifying condition. Um, you submit your paperwork. You submit your medical documentation and proving that you have this qualifying condition. And once that's been accomplished, uh, we as certifiers uh, go into a computer system. We input that certification to the computer. The certifications uh, can happen in different ways. Right now, the state says this is the maximum amount of cannabis you can have per seven days, per 28 days, and then in your possession at one time. Uh, we as certifiers can decrease that amount. We cannot increase that amount. Um, we can also, the state also says that these certifications will last for 12 months. We can also decrease the amount of time that certification lasts. We can decrease it to as low as we technically want to. Um, most uh, people that I know allow it to happen for the entire 12 months. There are some locations that do restrict it to six because of the six month follow up. So make sure that that that, that Make sure that that discussion is had and is clear um, when you uh, sign up to do your certification and ask those questions before you pay your money. Um, <clears throat> the the cost, um, there's no um, insurance or Medicaid or Medicare that pays for these evaluations because technically cannabis is still illegal. So mm-hmm. to do a, an evaluation for the purpose of using cannabis is just not covered. So uh, all of these locations will be uh, kind of a cash type of uh, situation. Um, um, so make sure that you understand how much your cost Cost will be for these uh, evaluations because there will incur costs that will be out of pocket. Uh, once you uh, pay your fee, submit your documentation, meet with your physician in person, uh, then they'll 
I'll upload your certification to the computer. You will then go into the Mississippi Department of Health's website and uh, register, log in. You have to submit, uh, not submit, I'm sorry. You have to uh, upload a picture of yourself. They're very specific about how they want this picture to be. Well, that's how a lot of rejections happen. Uh, and then you'll submit a copy of your driver's license back in front. Uh, 30 days later, you'll have your card if all done correctly. Um, we do have uh, a new law that's coming into play hopefully very soon that will take that 30-day wait time to, down to about 10 days. Uh, so keep your fingers crossed in the next uh, week or so that we'll be um, um, a lot faster on the process of these cards getting out to our patients. Okay. So one one funny thing I do want to share. So when this started with people getting in the portal, a lot of people were rejected because mm-hmm. they would submit a picture with a Snapchat filter. Like oh, yeah. one of them was a cat. <laughs> <laughs> so it really was. It was a picture of a person oh. and it had put cat ears on them. And again, he's right. The, the requirements for the photo are very specific. They lay out what they are with mm-hmm. the white background. And, and mm-hmm. I think it says like neutral face expression. Um, and so anyway, so I've seen it all. Like oh, I, right. I, so we, we've gotten to the point now where we 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 really help our patients when it comes to the picture because it's because the Mississippi Department of Health was working overtime. They were literally having to, you know, get your application, look at your picture, reject the picture, send it back to you. I mean, and so not only is that making it slow for the next person behind you, but it's making it it's double work for them. Right. And so if we could help them out by just taking the picture for you, yes. we do that in the office now. So almost I would say 90 percent of our patients we take their picture for right. them so that we won't have any hiccups like that. And, and, and I've seen yeah. everything you can think of. I, <laughs> one patient came in and, and he was like, well, I've already done all that. I, all I need is my certification. You put, put it in the computer. I was like, perfect. Well, let me just look at your picture because I know from experience, I've been doing this since July. I was the sixth physician to be certified to do certain certifications. So I know I've seen a lot of things. He's like, oh, I got it under control. I said, well, just let me take a look. It was a prom picture. <laughs> oh. It was a picture of him with a tuxedo on. And oh. I was like, this is 100% going to get rejected. <laughs> so and, and, they, and they do reject them. Oh, I yes. mean, we've had a lot of people. And again, that's sort of the other side of it. So I love that you're bringing up that even though you can go to your doctor, you can get certified, there's still these other steps that the department requires, not the doctors require. Mm-hmm. This is the state's requirements under their website to go ahead and submit for your card. And some of those things, like people don't always have access to go scan in something or upload Correct. something or, or whatever. And so I think that's great that, that we can assist and help them um, with things <clears throat> like that. At our clinic, we uh, we take the picture for them. We'll scan your driver's license back in front and have that emailed to you so that you can easily upload it from your email address. And then we also provide you with a uh, self-laminating um, uh, device or or pack it so that when you do finally get your car that you can, because it, it's going to come um, as a downloadable uh, picture. So all you're going to do is, you know, uh, print it out. There's nothing going to be mailed to your home. Um, and so to keep that from getting torn, lost, destroyed, we do provide those self-laminating packs to help people keep them preserved. That's great. So we're going to take another quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about some of the forms of cannabis that will be available in the state and just some of the uses and maybe some of the cannabinoid system. Okay, we'll be right back after this break. All right, we're back with Dr. Kinsey and Mike Watkins in the studio today. And I wanted to talk about some of like the different forms of cannabis because I feel like, you know, people have these sort of 
stereotypical ideas of like an edible being like this gigantic brownie that you saw on that 70s <laughs> show or that a grow is like a closet with a black light in it <laughs> you know so i just want to i want to sort of um and everybody thinks that if you use cannabis you're automatically like a couch potato and hungry or have the munchies and can't function or whatever and so i just wanted to talk about some of that um with you guys i love that analogy chad because you know that is kind of the, the lazy stoner uh kind of moniker that comes with that uh, but I always kind of throw out, well, if you look at the two most successful Olympic athletes in our time, and actually of all time, uh, Michael Phelps and Hussein Bolt, um, both mm-hmm. are avid cannabis users and can smoke either one of us on water or land, <laughs> uh, you know, pun intended. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I, I just that, that's not quite the case. You know, I'm, I'm actually a, a, a pretty heavy user as far as myself, but it gets to where I can maintain. You know, I have these kind of conversations on, you know, a couple of milligrams of edibles throughout the day. It keeps mm-hmm. me level. Um, actually creates to where I'm an active participant in my own life, active participant in my own family, you know, in our business. You know, trust me, I would not be able to get the things we get done on a regular basis if I, uh, if I was a lazy pothead kind of thing. You know? Right. Um, that being said, you know, going to the, um, going to the products themselves, you know, there's, you know, two basic kinds, indica and sativa. Those mm-hmm. are, you know, you think of indica, you think of indicouch. Those are kind of the ones that they're a little bit more body and can lead to, uh, to chilling out uh, and eating and things like that. But it's also for someone who requires it medically, uh, like, you know, Adderall and other Vivance and those things, they will speed you up so much they actually slow you down. And the medical side of that is you're not all out of the out of the world, you know, speeding. It's actually perfect for your body chemistry and allows you to think better. Well, for lots of us with ADHD or for PTSD or for these other neurological or, or psychological issues, it helps slow our brains down enough to where they're not bouncing like a pinball machine. Mm-hmm. I can actually kind of pay attention to where that pinball goes and concentrate a little bit better. So it kind right. of helps me in the same way that that, that would help that. Um, and as far as products, too, there's, you know, you, when I was in, the or- in Oregon in 08, it was kind of caveman days. We were still trying to figure stuff out, and it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like everything's a spaceship now. You know, you can dial in your grow facility from three states over as long as you've got internet, co- you know, internet access. Uh, there's so many new technologies that come with everything. We actually left a processor, Mid South uh, Extracts, in, in Tupelo. And they have a machine that basically allows them to deal with nanotechnology. And mm-hmm. I know it's something that you're, right. you're looking at, too. That's right. Um, you're actually the first one I talked to that was bringing that, that line of products in. But what they'll do is they'll take the distillate or take the, the concentrate that they use. They'll, they'll get it in a, in a form to where basically it becomes a powder. They'll stick it in a machine, and they'll mix it with your you know sucrose, fructose, whatever kind of sugar or whatever mm-hmm. other kind of products that they put in there. And they'll make pills out of it. Right. And it's a more... It's so a more metered, more exact, usually about a two and a half gram or a two and a half uh, milligram dose, a very small dose. Most edibles are five to 10 milligrams. So you're talking half or a quarter mm-hmm. of that. And so you would micro dose. You would go low and slow until you find what works for you and then increase as necessary. I would never recommend, I'm a high dose person. I would, what I would eat would put you to sleep until next Tuesday, Chad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll kinda, take it. <laughs> kinda, kinda <laughs> thing. After the year we had last year, trust me. <laughs> Um, but no, but you know, so I would never recommend for somebody to start out on a dose like I would take or, or right. a more seasoned, you know, uh, 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 medical user. What I would always recommend is, is you, you, you start low, you start slow. You can always add to, but you can't take away from. I think everybody who's had an edible experience has had a, I ate too many edibles mm-hmm. experience, and we definitely don't want that. You know, some people 
especially our patients in their 60s and 70s who haven't smoked since the 60s or 70s. Uh, we want to make sure that their introduction into this mm-hmm. is is metered, slow, and thought out. And that's mm-hmm. where people like Dr. Kinsey come in. That's where your other primary care doctors come in. And having your blood tenders. Com- abs- and your blood tenders, exactly. <laughs> right. Because having those conversations, you know, you would never want to – so, like, for me, getting off the benzos, um, you know, uh, uh, Xanax, Klodipin, Valiums, those, those family of, of, of neurological and psychological drugs, those are some of the only pharmaceuticals that – off of cold, you know, cold turkey, getting off of them can kill you from withdrawals. Mm-hmm. So working with your physician, being honest with your physician, being honest with those that are trying to help you get off of these or get you an alternative treatment, it's crucial. You can't, you can't kind of withhold that information and expect your, your, your process to go smoothly. Right. And I think that there's a lot to be said for how versatile this plan is in that mm-hmm. the type of products that you can can make from it, um, you know, whether that be a tincture, like, like a drop that you would put or or even a pill, like you just said, because I think in that pill form, I think a lot of people, like I said, not everybody wants to go smoke. Yeah. Um, so, so, so I think having, right. Lungs are not yeah. the best thing. So, yeah. yeah. So having a variety of things and the way that this plant can be used so many different ways and just honestly how scientific it is to sort of pinpoint sort of like with the nanotechnology that is like sort of the delivery system so that we know that you should feel results within whatever because a lot of times i think when you just said that a lot of people will have one too many edible it's because they may not have felt the effect yet so they're like okay let me do one more and then it's sort of like whatever but we can sort of time like when you should be able to feel in that effect and and i I love the pill forms too just because i think that that's that's easy for someone to take and they don't smell like it and um and I, and I think that sort of people that have been used to taking pills anyway, you know, mm-hmm. Aleve or Tylenol, not just prescription, but 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 it is it is a it is a mechanism that we have used for years and years and years, and I think that makes it easy. Yeah, <clears throat> I've been doing some of my six month follow ups, uh, and so I've been talking to some of the patients, and some of them have they don't even know that the edibles are here, that the infused products are here, um, because they've I've spoken with them and I look at their P and P and I see they hadn't been to the dispensary yet, and I'm like, you did get your card, right? Yeah, I got it. I'm just waiting on the dispensaries to have some edibles. I was like, well, they've had edibles for weeks, <laughs> you know, so you know. And they're like, oh, they do. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, get on the app and look at the different locations, call around, uh, see who has what, and you know, get out there and start trying it and kind of see how this relief's going to happen for you. And that's that's one of the things about the six month follow up is that <clears throat> because we started so early, mm-hmm. that um, some of our six month follow ups came before. Right. I actually even had a dispensary go to, so I was calling people just to say, "Hey, <laughs> that's right, right, right." Because last, like, like last year, even if your car was deactivated, the six months still applied, yeah, yeah. and so you would have to come in and have a six month follow up. Although we didn't have any product available in the state until like mid January, maybe was the first December yeah. was like the first sale. And I'll tell you, so so one of the sort of you know things about this industry in Mississippi is that it's such a um, staggered beginning. You know, like you got people coming online at all kinds of different times and then you have just dispensary owners that may not be vertically integrated so they're not growing the product they're just waiting on a grower to have the product to, mm-hmm. to send to them to sell and so um so it has been a staggered entrance and so i think that as we see the you know, upcoming months we're going to see more and more and more types of product come online like i've seen that some people already have vape pens mm-hmm. and i know a lot of people like that um the vape pens and edibles and and smokables and I, and I just think as we keep going and I don't even know if there's any topicals um but but one of the neat things about sort of some of the law changes is that now anyone over 21 
who wants to try a topical can come in and get it. You don't have to have a medical marijuana card to get a a topical to try, and that'll be like a pain cream or, or whatever. And so a lot of people have been using CBD pain creams or they have gotten pain creams when they've gone out of town uh, from, from other states where rec was available. And it has been a positive impact. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say, this really did help. I wish I could get this here. Yeah. So, um, And so I think that that's another thing that I think as we see people coming online and on board over the next few months with other growers and processors coming in, we're going to start to see not only more variety of products, but even nationally recognized products that people know. So we've got some processors here that are going to carry some of those national brands that have been around for years and years and years using oil made in Mississippi. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and to be very clear, when it comes to the topical, the topical cannot be ingested. <laughs> right, so right. It, it has it, it. It cannot be ingested. Right. It will. It will make you very sick. We so will, right. do not ingest this. The ones who are the the topicals that will be available without having a card will be only for putting on your skin. Um, yeah. But I've I've had a you know crazy story. I had a a, a, a special forces gentleman uh, that I spoke to a little while ago um, who came in for certification, and he was telling me about. Before he got to cannabis, he had gotten to the point where he was doing injectables for his osteoarthritis, his rheumatoid arthritis, um, to the point where he could he could no longer go to the gym. He couldn't walk on a treadmill. He could barely do anything. He was pretty. It was pretty debilitating. Um, his uh, son took him to Colorado, and they you know and, and did delved in some uh, cannabis, and he was like it was literally life changing. Like I, he showed me a picture of himself about about two years ago. I mean, like beard, look like someone who probably hadn't left the couch in like, you know, three months. And now the guy I saw in my office was like a totally different person. Wow. I mean, he was like, you know, had on workout clothes and like he was ready to go to the gym when he left the office. I was like, it, it really can change people's lives. The quality of life can be drastically improved. Um, you just have to give it a chance and, re- and, and, and remove the stigma. That's right. And, and that's exactly what we have to do is remove the stigma because what we do have is just – Tons and tons and tons of people that legitimize this use Mm -hmm. and and that it really does change their life and help them. And, you know, again, like Mike talked about getting off of all those pain pills that that he was on. I think it's interesting how we are we immediately give credibility to something if it's prescribed. No, no, no matter whether or not it's good for you or no matter what the long-term effects are, because it was prescribed, mm-hmm. it's got to be fine. Well, um. Like what we were just talking about, about the pill form, you know, the nanotechnology. Uh, if you see two people, you know, two, let's say, you know, middle-aged, you know, uh, church ladies in, in Mississippi, both probably smoke weed, you wouldn't know the one that takes the pill right. form, but you'd see the lady with the vape cart. And the judgment is actually a little more for the lady in the vape cart than it is for the pill. Absolutely. So, again, that's why some places are marketing. Not only is it a superior product and it's able to hit you differently with the nanotechnology, but it's unfortunately more socially acceptable for that than it is to smoke cannabis. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent, yes. I agree with that. And I think that it would um, allow people that even maybe they may not deep down have that sincere belief that it's whatever but not being able to see it (laughs) being able to hide it with a pill or whatever you know i I think they're more likely to use it you know so sister martha at church will not judge her and so and i think i think you're 100 percent correct um and i and i think it's going to be interesting to see sort of I said, uh, you know, this is a growing program and we'll have lots of changes and, lots. And, and we should have lots of changes because I think a lot of it is there's such a rush to let's try to 
identify every problem that we can or just go overboard and, and insulate whatever we can. And I think as time progresses and we see it's not the devil people thought it was, that, that we'll see a lot of very robust program and, and probably greater access is, yeah. is my hope. Yeah, I greater mean, access for everybody. There hasn't been a lot of knee-jerk reactions, which I like. You know, That's right. a lot of times you see programs open, and one bad thing happens, and it's like shut it down. But it's like you know, because the legislator only meets, you know, you know, during mm-hmm. a certain times of the year, the changes can only happen during that certain times of the year. Plus, it takes you know a lot of people on the same page to make even one decision. Um, when things change, they're pretty slow and they're thought out. So that's been a really good thing. Even the changes that we have coming in the new um, edition of the bill that's coming through, all those changes, I think, are, are very positive and things that needed to happen. And they, they were the, they listened to the constituents. Uh, they listened to the people, and uh, those changes are, are going to be very effective. Obviously, we want some more changes, <laughs> and we're going to be continuously advocating for those changes. Uh, as Mike will tell you, we're going to be pushing an email and a um, but uh, but but slow and methodical. I like it. Right. And what's interesting is the people that I still meet to this day that will say, "Well, Chad, what do you think? You think mar- marijuana is going to come to Mississippi?" And I'm like, "No, it's here." <laughs> like, like you know, like there's <laughs> yeah. still a lot of people that are oh, sort yeah. of in the dark about where the program Definitely. is. Definitely. So what we're going to do is we're going to take one final break and then we come back and I want y'all to tell everybody how to get in touch with y'all and where to find information. Perfect. From y'all. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Thank so you. Much. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. So um, starting with you, Dr. Kenzie, I want you to tell people how they can get um, in touch with you. All right. Our uh, website is Kensi Medical Services with an S, KensiMedicalServices.com, Kensi, K-E-N-C-Y. Um, we're located in Ridgeland, Mississippi, uh, right across from the Cadillac dealership, 201 Highway 51, Suite B. Um, you can contact us through email, info at com or kinseymedicalservices at gmail.com. Either one is fine. Uh, the website has a ton of information. It has our contact information, our location of our clinic, and our hours operation. All right. And then you're also on Facebook. Also on right. Facebook. Uh, lots of Facebook. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, feel free, KenseyMedicalServices.com on Facebook as well. I also on, uh, also on Instagram. Uh, so any mode of uh, social media, I'm contactable. Uh, answer all the questions myself uh, or, and I uh, relate things to our office as, as needed. Okay. All right. And Mike, tell us about you. Awesome. And you, uh, we're, our website is under construction, uh, but it is uh, uh, www.thehilltopbrands. That is T-H-E-H-I-L-L-T-O-P. B-R-A-N-D-S dot com. Um, we are on Facebook is our, our main main ro- road of uh, of getting in touch with us. Uh, also, info at the Hilltop Brands. Again, it's the Hilltop Brands dot com. Um, and again, we Fred and I are also uh, members of the MCPA Veterans Advisory Board, as well as the uh, MICA Task Force uh, Green and Gold. Uh, both organizations uh, look to gain access and education for veterans. Uh, we're actually looking at doing some uh, some product drop and a few other things, maybe subsidize some doctor's appointments. We'll we'll put all that stuff out on our Facebooks as we go along. But keep up with us on social media, and uh, we'd be happy to answer any questions and keep you up to date on everything going on. 
That's great. And, and thank you all so much for being here today. We really appreciate the information. If you want to see more information about doctors in your areas, you can look at the Mississippi Cannabis Patients Alliance page. They are also on Facebook. There's a list of doctors or practitioners near you. Um, also, you can obviously go to Dr. Kinsey's website. Um, if you want information on Kelly's Green, we're at kellysgreen.org, just one green, not plural. And then we're also on, <laughs> on Facebook, and so we're happy to answer any questions you might have. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, and we will see you next Tuesday. Thank you.